Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that will plough on with continually taking the piss out of United despite City's weekend result. Uh, we're looking back at the hugely disappointing defeat to Wolves on Saturday that ended City's 100% start to the season. Community shields don't count, obviously. Though later banter saw them stay on top of the tree. Uh, to discuss the game and more, I've got two hardy souls prepared to put their bodies on the line. It's Asan and Jordan. Uh, first up, good afternoon, Asan. How are you? Afternoon, Howard. I'm really good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Uh, no one will know this, but I butchered that intro once. But <laughs> hopefully, we'll remember to edit that out before it goes out because we don't always remember to do that after butchering no. intros. But yeah, it's Monday, and you know, I have I. I feel a lot better on Mondays than when I used to work in an office. Let's put it that way. But after a defeat, you still get that waking up moment when you think, "Oh God, City lost over the weekend." So. I wish I could deal with it better. Do you do you move on pretty quickly? Um, I, ha- I I did do this weekend, and also I have done the last couple of years. I think that the, just the volume of wins has mm. made uh, defeats feel sort of novel. Like I I, I categorise defeats in two different ways. There's the sort of defeat that makes me angry because City themselves do something that just really annoys me. Um, and those those are the defeats that I, I get really annoyed by. But there's some defeats where it's like, you know, I don't know, like one, one shot on target, one goal on the break, and City mm. hit the woodwork like a million times, and there's one cleared off the line. Do you know what I mean? Like one of those where you just go, all right, well, that's one of those days. You play that game another 99 times and City win every one. Yeah. Those are the ones that are fine for me. Yeah. No spoilers, but I'm guessing this one don't fall under that. <laughs> we no, will definitely not. Uh, good afternoon, Jordan. How are you? Afternoon, Howard. I'm also in a pretty good mood um, for a Monday. I think we'll, because we'll still, uh, we'll still, we'll get that out of you by the end of this uh, podcast. Well, yeah, you? maybe, but I think because the the farce of the Saturday evening game and just the drama that's unfolded from that just put me in a really good mood. Like, it's just taken all the stress away from City losing. <laughs> and I'm just sort of sat there with my popcorn watching, you know, everyone rip everyone to pieces. It's, it's been great fun to watch. Can yeah. I say, can I say, right? So uh, most people will know it was my birthday on Saturday. So at the, uh, at the, at the City full-time whistle I was just like I don't want to hear anything else about football for the rest of the evening I didn't look at any of the other results just was like I'm done with this yeah fast forward to like 9 p.m at night or something like that and somebody leans over and goes have you seen the rest of the results today and I was like no I've not seen a thing and they were like well for starters United lost one nil at home to Palace and I was already on the floor laughing from that and then he goes no 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 no, I'm not done and then he tells me about Liverpool Spurs and I was just like oh mate what yeah that's that, that's the best way to uh rebalance a city defeat is for the scousers and and, and the rags to lose immediately and for for what at least one of the games to be riddled with controversy come on delicious Mm. The, the, the worst part was that it um, ruined match of the day for me, City losing. That was the biggest negative from the City result for me. It took yeah. away from an hour and a half of glorious viewing <laughs> on the BBC. Hey, you record it and you pick your games, don't you? I mean, yeah. yeah. 
no one's sitting through Palace Fulham, are they, on a match of the day anyway, whatever's happened that day. No offence to them, but I think that was <laughs> last week's most boring game, was it not? I don't know, John, it's just like, I, I've put in here, because I knew it was, yeah, I had quite a challenging week last week, and I knew it was Aysan's birthday, of course, and I just it's a reminder when we lose what an emotional crutch my football team are, and I absolutely mm. guaranteed that I wouldn't feel that way again after Aguero <laughs> scored against QPR. <laughs> then I said after the treble, well, anything can happen now, it doesn't really matter. And yet, I still can't shake that off. And Saturday night, I went to meet with someone, she won't be listening, uh, who just, uh, just ended a relationship and I met up with a United fan <laughs> and me. So uh, that was a barrel of laughs at the beginning, but no, it was a great Cheerful. night. I, it was no, it, it was absolutely fine to be honest. We all put the world to right, and I did forget about football. But I still can't have that. I can't get rid of those little moments, you know, just like suddenly on the Sunday when you remember that you lost the previous day and weren't very good, and it still annoys me. But hey, it's uh, it was the end of September. It's not the end of the world, uh, is it? So and we're still top of the fair, league. Well, just yeah, exactly. I do see Liverpool right now. Could change. Could be Arsenal. As are title rivals so I compare everything that happens to City with them so in a way we haven't really lost out this weekend because but Jordan does it not I know it was hilarious what happened to Liverpool we'll probably come to it at the end but does it not worry that they actually did brilliantly despite circumstances to almost get a point out of that game or am I just being pessimistic and seeing this completely the wrong way um, no, I, I understand why you're saying that. I think Liverpool have been really impressive at times this season already. I mean, they already went... Going to St James's Park, for example, and winning with 11 men is incredibly diff- difficult, as we saw last season. But they've gone there, were 1-0 down and down to 10 and turned it around and won 2-1. So clearly they are looking pretty good this season and also pretty adept at playing with 10 men in a way that when we went down to 10 men against Forest. I didn't think we looked as threatening as as they did against Newcastle or Spurs, but maybe that's because they don't mind playing with not that much control, whereas we we like to control the ball a lot more. Um, But they they look like a a really good side this year. They look defensively fragile as well. And I I was impressed with how they defended with nine men for 20-odd minutes. But... Weirdly, with eleven men, they look more fragile because that you know they're still trying to score goals in in those sorts of situations. But mm. yeah, I, I think at this stage of the season, I, I agree. Liverpool are probably our biggest title rivals. Arsenal shouldn't be written off, but we know what City are capable of. Particularly the further you go into a season, we are typically under Pep, not at our best in the early stages of the season. And who knows? By Christmas, we might have pulled away it wouldn't be beyond mm. the rounds of possibility for, for that to be the case. So well, I, I'm relaxed and, you know, enjoying yeah. the, the sort of entertaining starts of the season. I think that's key to the match discussion we're about to have, is what does it mean? I think if it was one of those days, you know, as like Ace and talked about earlier, I'd be a bit more fine about it. But let's get into the city chat, because I'm just not sure at the moment. And yeah, as you say, Jordan, obviously... We've been here a hundred times before, and I mean we've not even won our first six games before anyway. Uh, certainly not won our first seven, and we then go on and tend to be brilliant. So I don't know if there's anything to take out of this long term, or it was just a really bad day at the office. But hey, 
Let's discuss it, Asan. <laughs> uh, I mean, I normally ask you about the team itself, but with players out, not much to take away from that, was there? Really? No, it was it, what it, you'd expect, and there's plenty there. I mean, just firstly, I thought, you know, we had Luke. It was great entertainment on the Friday show. I did think he was ridiculously negative about his own team rules because I've seen plenty of signs of life on this season, even if mm. they have had horrendous, you know, off-field problems. So I didn't think it was going to be easy, but uh, the team itself was easily good enough, obviously, to go out there and win the game. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, well... Mm. So <laughs> obvi- obviously we had not not played without Rodri for mm. for some time, yeah. So that was always going to have an impact. I think that my big takeaway before we get into kind of more of the specifics, my big takeaway was that we've been with a small squad. It it has felt this season as though each week we're pulling another piece out of the team and going, all right, let's see how well we do now. All right, let's see how well we do now. KDB's gone. Stones is gone. Bernardo's gone. Now, Rodri's gone. And I feel as though that it was almost a sort of tipping point in terms of those players that I've just mentioned are incredible, proven, world-class players who have played in this system for many years now and know exactly what to do in any given game state situation. And I think a little bit, and, and I think actually Rodri specifically and KDB also, that's two players who, you know, when you need to dig a result out, weirdly enough, Rodri's, you know, you need a big goal. Rodri mm. scored some big goals. Yeah. He, he tends to, he tends to know how and when to pop up with one that matters and KDB the same in a tight game yeah, or a game that's not quite going your way you can go all right well just give me 10 minutes I'll win it by myself um and I think that as you as you shore your team of so many key components and you ask the new players to come in and replace that it gives you an idea of the current levels of the new players and it gives you an idea of the importance of the players that are missing and it's kind of it's almost moot to say the importance of the players that are missing because obviously everybody knows the importance of Rodri but I guess for me it's more the the accumulation of key players missing there was always going to come a tipping point. Like if we lose a player a game or a player every game week over a four, five, six week period, eventually you'll run out of world-class players. Jordan, your thoughts on the same thing. Huge players, as I mentioned, they're out. But it shouldn't, and of course a fairly small squad, uh, but it shouldn't matter still in this game, should it? Um, okay, that, well, I'm... Yeah, on paper and reputation, um, obviously people would expect City to beat Wolves regardless of who was out. But that's only because of a narrative and that's only because of the success of the two teams over the last 15 years. But I totally agree with everything that Asan said. Um, I thought about describing Rodri as the backbone of the team. But in reality, all of the players listed make up the backbone of the team. Fine, yeah. Exactly. We're missing our centre-half our, who I think arguably is our best defender and most important defender to the way that we play. We're missing our best game winner, really, in De Bruyne, our, our clutch player. Uh, we're missing Bernardo Silva, who is 
absolutely quality on his day and is, you know, well drilled in the way that Pep wants the team to play. And then on top of that, we're missing Rodri. So I don't think Rodri's necessarily the backbone, but with those players out, he was our walking stick or crutches, if you like, and he was sort of holding us together. And you take Rodri out of the team and you're left with a team that, yes, has a lot of very good players in it, but I don't think plays the way that we expect City to play and knows how to guide us through those tricky patches in matches. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that with those players out, and yes, we've got a small squad, but it's the personnel of those players and what they bring Absolutely. to the team um, that, that's the most crucial part. Because if you, let's say, got Foden out and... Uh, Akanji or Diaz out and Kovacic out. You still back us. I think that team with those players out looks a lot stronger compared to what we're currently experiencing. And it's not because the players are necessarily worse in quality. Although, I mean, they are. But it's also the fact that these players have been playing under Pep for pretty much since he came in to City. And... Have been and their there, roles are so defined. Sorry, their roles yeah. are so defined as well. I think that's that's the other key thing is that when Kevin De Bruyne plays, Kevin De Bruyne's role is just Kevin De Bruyne's role. Yeah, Bernardo Silva. It's kind of a similar thing that what, where, mm. whichever position he plays, his role is always the same. And even Stones, like whether he's playing from the right or he's playing centrally, his stone his his role is very cl- clearly defined. And Rodri's and all of those roles are massively important both for functionality and for quality and for moments of brilliance. So it, we have lost a lot, basically. Sorry, Jordan. No, no, it's spot on. You, you put it into words better than I could have done. Um, I think it's also the fact, and it's probably what you were saying as well, that they are the only guys who can do that job for us. John Stones mm. is the only centre-half we have, as much as Akanji has tried to do it, who can step into midfield in that level of quality and sort of seamlessly to the point where he doesn't even look like a centre-half. Kevin De Bruyne is the only guy who can do Kevin De Bruyne things on a regular basis and Rodri is the only player who can play that position in world football to the level that Rodri does. Hmm. And and that, that's the issue that we've been facing. Well, can I stay, sticking with you, Jordan, can it, was it the type of players that kind of wants a problem? You know, with ball, ball carriers, would you say this wasn't a game for ball carriers more? passes and that the players are out you know the pauser and all that sort of thing or that intricacy and the players we've lost over the summer perhaps that we kind of just had this wrong sort of players on the pitch for this game does that make any sense at all thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show to listen to the full podcast and all our contents including reviews previews analysis quizzes and much more go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.